0: What's up, everybody? Cold Stove Podcast, the trade deadline is mere days away, and that's why I have, some would call him the best in the business, the People's Insider himself, NRD, NHL Rumors Daily. How are you?
1: It's a busy time of year. The People's Insider is here Mm. on the Cold Stove Pod. No, I'm not leaving Twitter, but this is the show. This is the episode. This is the, the take it home episode before Monday's fun. Take it so home, let's, baby. Let's take have it home. Some fun, right? How are you
0: doing? How are we doing so far in the tournament? Colorado State, uh, Michigan. Who are you on?
1: I am on Colorado State.
0: As am I. How about that? Lower not a, uh, not a big uh not a big Michigan guy. No, not no. a huge, not a huge Michigan guy. Uh, I take it to leave it with Michigan. Cool, cool stadium, though. Big House is very cool. Cool place to watch a hockey game, too. I've heard. Um, NRD, let's get right into it. Let's jump in because it's gonna be a rapid fire episode. We're getting in. Get out here give you all the information you need, what we hear, what we know ahead of the trade deadline. And then come Monday, I think uh, in place of co- Tuesday's cold stove, well, maybe we'll do a Tuesday cold stove. Come Monday, though, we'll be live. I don't know what yeah. time yet, but we'll, we'll be live as the action breaks.
1: I think we'll, uh, we'll put together a good live show for you guys. I think Producer, better, than, uh, uh, better than the other live shows. Maybe produ- we'll be better than The Point. Shouts right. to ESPN.
0: It's gonna be. It's cool that ESPN is doing a live, you know, on ESPN Plus on Monday. I I appreciate that, especially you know, TSN always does it. I'm sure Sportsnet will have something going on. Um, but uh, we'll run it back. Trade melt season. The whole the thing that kicked this whole uh, this whole show off. Nrd. Let's go for it. Let's get into it first off the top before we get into rumors and hockey and whatnot. Um, well, this is hockey. Women's hockey news that. The two leagues are going to meet, the PWPHA and the PHF. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. The, P,
1: the PWHPA? Is Professional
0: that Women's – no, I said PWPHA. Professional Women's Pro Hockey, Hockey Association. I think there's
1: an H in there. There's – yeah, either way. No, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on your wavelength here. It's an acronym. Okay. This is what's good about the merger is that they're going to shorten the acronyms here. Hopefully, we have one unified league. That we all understand and has the best players in women's hockey in it. Correct.
0: Falling just, under the banner of one short acronym. Yeah, all, Just all I need. One acronym that's easy to understand, and then we can get behind them. And I think the NHL is sort of waiting for one league so that they can get behind. And the franchises are a little uh, hesitant to get behind either league at this point because the NHL hasn't given their official blessing. Not that they're against it, obviously, but they're ready to get behind a United League which is, I think, something we've all seen coming. Obviously, there's a lot of bad blood to be sorted out, but I think everybody agrees that one lead, one consolidated lead with Olympians and women's professional hockey players is better than two competing leagues. No?
1: No, I agree completely. And I think what's interesting about this is that the PHF has obviously been around for quite some time previously, the NWHL, but never had that partnership with the National Hockey League. But on the other side, the professional women's Players Association, whatever, you know, the acronym works out to be, they have had that NHL support from afar, Yep. but they've been playing the secret uh, dream tour, I believe it is, the team cap tour in NHL buildings after NHL games, cross promotioned with NHL games. So now that the, you know, that association is willing to talk to the PHF, I find it interesting Is is that's where the NHL's inflection point is. Now we're going to get involved. Because clearly they have they have a preferred side, right? In right. this battle, so let's see if everybody can make nice on the NHL's wishes, and then maybe we can get some support and thrown behind it from the NHL.
0: Yeah, me too. Can't wait. Hopefully, everything goes well. Uh, Negotiation wise, I know there's a lot of investment from outside investors. There's a lot of ownership things, a lot of players that don't like so and so. Commissioner wise, or uh, you know, Danny Ryland's tenure was was tenuous, if you will. But excited to see where that goes. All right, NRD, let's do hockey. Not that that's not hockey, but let's do, no, that is NHL, hockey, but let's hockey. do NHL. Let's do NHL. Let's do the hockey. Uh, ben Sherratt, now a Florida Panther. NRD, we kind of knew this was coming as far as a trade goes. We didn't know, know necessarily the location. There was a lot of teams involved. Montreal gets back Ty Smolenich and a 2022 conditional fourth and a 2023 conditional first. Any thoughts?
1: You know... A lot of people gave me shit on Twitter last night, and and I apologize. It was really a cop-out answer over the past couple of weeks on this show, but things have kind of just stagnated with Ben Sherratt to where we ended up. It was I think there was team. a
0: lot of suitors, right? Kind there of was the a deal. lot of
1: suitors, and it was the same teams that are in on all these defensemen. I mean, we talked about St. Louis. We talked about Florida. You know, the Leafs, towards the end, kind of bowed out um, per Chris Johnson, but they were in the mix. The Rangers were in the mix. It's like the same kind of group of clubs going after the same couple of players on this buyer's market. And, and that's why information wasn't flowing as frequently. Cause it was like, Hey, one of these four is going to end up with them. It's just, who's going to give Montreal that 2023 first and the prospect. And it was Florida. So that's, I think more in part to why it was kind of quiet. And then last night, Florida pulls off the Frankie Vetrano deal to the Rangers Shouts to our uh, last Thursday episode where we talked about maybe the Rangers looking into rebuild that third and fourth line.
0: Yep, perfect guy for
1: it. They go; he's the perfect guy for it. Florida ke- clears cap; they get Sherat in the building, and they still have many moves, if not the move, still in play here. Coming up in the next forty eight hours. I mean, Game one thousand is tonight in Philadelphia.
0: Yep, they saw you see the uh, the Giroux jerseys out at Flyers practice this morning. Cool little uh, detail there. Kelly Yarncrock to the Calgary Flames, speaking of third and fourth liners. Uh, Seattle retains $1 million of salary on that deal, and they get a 2022 second, a 2023 third, and a 2024 seventh. Thoughts on Kelly Yarncrock? another guy with a lot of suitors.
1: It's a great deal for the Calgary Flames. I mean, Toffoli was their big fish on the wing to provide some offense in the middle yep. of that offensive lineup. Yarncrocks going to grind it out on the third or fourth line there. They're continuing to add. I don't think they're necessarily done either. Pretty telling, Sutter's comments mm-hmm. about Colorado being the team that you just don't want to play in the playoffs. Sure. And yeah, he mentioned the first round, but theoretically that's who the you know Western Conference championship is. So those two teams in an arms race to continue to beef up, both on the front end and the back end, Colorado's set and net, so is the Flames. I am excited to see what Calgary does because I don't think they're in on Claude Giroux. Like they once were. I think the price right off the bat scared them away. But I think they have some other irons in play. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Some irons in the fire, if you will. We mentioned the uh Frankie Vitrano to New York deal. Again, building in those third and fourth lines. Florida gets a 2022 conditional fourth back. Uh love, love that deal for New York. I mean, Vitrano for a fourth is is fantastic. Um before we get into the next side of this thing, I wanted to comment—this is a self-comment—on the value of draft picks in trades. Because if I'm an NHL GM, I'm looking at a—like, whatever the percentages are, I'm sure we could talk to Stats Twitter on it. But, like, the chances of a fourth-round pick becoming a Frank Vitrano to me are, what, 2%? 10%, 5%? To scratch off.
1: It's a lottery ticket.
0: Right. It's a, it's a total lottery ticket that you don't do, – like. takes five years to get to the NHL from today, right? So draft is next year or draft is this upcoming year. Then you add on three to f- as four years probably as a fourth-round draft pick. Like I don't <laughs> – outside of a first-round and maybe a second-round pick, if I'm a GM, I'm throwing my my later draft picks around like candy because I don't think you get players for it. I'd much and rather re- get – Prospects. And the
1: rebuilding teams value them; it helps them out in many totally different for ways.
0: for whatever reason. I mean, I, I I'd I'd out much rather AHL
1: pool. I think that's what it is. is it I think true, when you're true when you're continuing to build out an organization. You know, the hopes for a seventh round pick to start in the NHL in three years are slim, but right. you get those guys to balance out the depth in your organization. Not necessarily with the big club, but with the AHL club, you have guys that can win games at that level because that's important, right? Like yeah, having guys in the A that can win games for the young NHL prospects teaches them how to win, teaches them how to be a professional. Like it's important on so many different levels uh, to a rebuilding organization.
0: I agree. I agree. I just I, – I think my whole point is that I'd rather trade for somebody's fifth-round prospect that they drafted last year Give up a fourth this year, knowing what they are, knowing another year of development for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd rather take prospects than draft picks, I guess, is my point. I don't. Maybe, no, that's, dumb. Maybe that. that's dumb. Maybe that's dumb. Unless it's a first or a second. Anyway, let's get into uh, what else happened. Was Thomas Hurdle signed for eight years? As you may have heard on this podcast with San Jose, he ain't going anywhere much like NRD. Eight years, $8.1 million AAV. Thoughts on Tomas Hurdle? NRD. They
1: didn't want him to go anywhere. I mean, we had that debate on this very show. We talked about how there's a ton of value in trading Tomas Hurdle, but clearly the San Jose organization feels like he's a cornerstone. He's still a guy that's going to be there, obviously, for the next eight years, playing with Willie Eklund on his wing, playing with a bunch of these younger guys they have in the lineup, Jonathan Dahlien. They're going to be all right. I think there's a lot of trepidation with that contract just because that's the go-to for the San Jose Sharks. When you look up and down there salary cap ledger you got that contract to carlson to burns to vlasic to damn couture like that's the Mm -hmm. contract they give out but hey you have a guy that kind of grew in that organization really did grow in that organization from you know bottom to top and he deserves another contract with any with a team the hometown team is the one that gives it to him
0: agreed I agree. I think it's a good contract. Eight years is a long time, obviously, but that's sort of the price you pay for a franchise player. Um, happy for him. Happy that he is happy. And uh, I think San Jose, you know, they, they're a weird team with Vlasic and Burns. You kind of don't know what they have in store moving forward. Obviously, love Eklund. I was actually going back um, and looking at that 2021 entry draft and going Power, Beneers, McTavish, Hughes, Johnson, Edmondson, Eklund. That's a pretty, if you're looking at it right for today, pretty good little top seven there, no? Brant Clark and Dylan Getther and Tyler Boucher round that out. Could be a murderer's
1: row of NHL talent in
0: years to come. Really, really solid draft. And we know that 2022, I hate to call a draft light because a lot of drafts are judged basically on the top five pitch, right? But 2022 is obviously not 2021, nor is it 2023. So, um, look for those guys to make more of an impact than than a couple years past, I would say. Uh, but let's get into the NRD rapid-fire segment, shall we? Let's go for it. Claude Giroux to where, NRD? Safe money's on Florida right now.
1: Okay. I, it's not to say Colorado's out of it or any team's out of it, mm-hmm. but the safe money's Florida. Tippett is still there. Mackie Samoskevich if I'm pronouncing that right, is still there, and he's in play. And I think those are the two names that still very much appeal to the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think the first-round pick is the end-all, be-all on that trade. I think it's a a lazy take to say that Chuck Fletcher was set on a 2022 or 2023 first-rounder. I think he will forego that pick to bring in a package of a couple of first-round talents in lieu of that first-round pick.
0: And don't forget, Buffalo has one of them, and that's their 2022 pick. Would have um, made things
1: easier if they had it, but sure. I don't think that's the end-all be-all. Um,
0: by the way, this segment's going to function like I'm going to throw out a name and maybe some smoke on where, uh, where they've been rumored to. And NRD is basically going to refute or um, accept, I guess, that kind of situation. So Jacob Chikrin to an Eastern Conference team.
1: Yeah, if they're going to move him now, they're going to move him out of the Western Conference. I'm not convinced they move him now. Craig Morgan, really solid Coyotes reporter, Coyotes insider, plugged in, worked with The Athletic. I think he's doing his own thing now. does great work. Mentioned that it's not a trade that, you know, Bill Armstrong in that front office feels like they have to do today. And I agree with that. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these non-contenders in play. You're the Buffalo Sabers, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I still think, and I, as I said just days ago, Carolina's the dark horse here. I'd watch for them to make a move. I think they're Working the phones behind the scenes, seeing what they can do at a bigger scale. Does that mean they part with the Seth Seth Jarvis in that deal? The asking price is massive on Chikrin. And I'm not sure Carolina wants to go there right now, but deadlines breed desperation. And if that's a move that Carolina really thinks sets them up for a Stanley Cup this year, I think we see that maybe Jarvis plus, plus, plus.
0: I can, uh, let me cold water of my own and that's Chikren to the Sabers. So consider it cold. Consider it cold. cold still. Uh, there you go. Uh they just the uh, they know Chikren can play the right side, but if they're going to have him for years, they'd rather it be on his comfortable side because he's a left-hand shot left-hand defenseman, the Sabers left-hand D core or not tomorrow, but next year looks like Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, and Matthias Samuelson. Jacob Bryson may have something to say about that, but I don't expect him to crack those three. The right side is obviously the problem with the Sabres. Henry Yoki Haru is involved. So is bringing back a Mark Pizik. Maybe he goes to the deadline. The Sabres are building a culture that they love Mark Pizik being a part of. He's sort of the, the new Kyle Poso, not necessarily a captain, but light locker room type of guy. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be involved at the very least uh, next year if he gets moved this year. They have guys like Askari Laxinen and uh, Fitzgerald on the right side as well, but they are going to improve that right side. They talked a lot of talk about the Owen Power partner. Um, I don't have names right now for that other than it's not Jacob Chikrin. John Vogel wrote a good piece this morning in The Athletic. Uh, you mentioned a Scott Mayfield, perhaps a Justin Schultz, perhaps a uh, Radko gutis perhaps. I don't, I don't know yet. I don't have any names that are flying around my universe as far as who's going to be the right side of that defense pair. But if I do, I will certainly let the people know uh, via Twitter. But that, my, uh, you know end-all be-all on Buffalo is that it's going to be a right-handed defenseman that they are going after hard. It's going to be a middle six forward that they are going after hard, whether it's at the deadline or at the uh, like draft, perhaps, or in free agency. And pieces that are going to make it happen are the Victor Olofsons of the world, the Ryan Johnson, who's currently playing for Minnesota, uh, Jacob Bryson, maybe as well. These aren't guys that are the UFA you know, Robert Hagg is out the door. Craig Anderson potentially will know that, I think, in the next 24 to 48 ahead of the deadline, but it's going to be—I'll um, put it this way. There there are pieces that the Sabres have in play. They have a couple first-round draft picks this year. They have a couple second-round draft picks next year. So they're willing to move pieces out to get young defensemen, or a young-ish defenseman. you know, 28-29 with term, uh, to play— Besides Owen Power, or maybe even Daleen and Yoki Haryu and Power work great together. Who knows? But that top four is going to be solidified fairly ideally, soon. Yeah, fairly, yeah, fairly soon. soon. Um, okay, back to the rapid fire segment. Mark Andre Fleury is going to be playing north of the border. True or false?
1: Lean true.
0: Okay. Lean because true. Because that, right that now. gives you options, obviously, like in Edmonton. I know he probably doesn't want to go there. That gives you a Toronto. Um, but north of the border, Mark Andre Fleury, you lean true, you say.
1: I lean true. I think to not to you know go back to that cliched well, but I think desperate deadlines bring desperation, and I really liked what Elliot Friedman said last night. It was a great line about no one knows the status of Jack Campbell better than Kyle Dubes, mm-hmm. right? And the Leafs have been relatively quiet, right? They bowed out of Sherratt. Talk about Hampus Lindholm being their guy or Mark Giordano, which Giordano seems like a Toronto Maple Leaf to me. So maybe we could pencil that one into. It's just like okay. a perfect player, veteran. It's the type of guy they like to add. But I still think that there's something to be had there with Marc Andre Fleury, Mrazic going the other way for the contract purposes. Mm. They need the goaltender to get them over the hump.
0: Agreed. Totally and, I th- and
1: I think that the goaltender is there this year, he wasn't there in previous years. This is the goaltender. Somebody with experience, somebody who won a Ves in the last year, still playing at a high level and proven. You don't have to worry about inconsistency with Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: And at what point do you just say, like, we need to go win a Stanley Cup? You know, we can't. It feels like a lot of Toronto is, is building and building and putting pieces together, and the puzzle piece. At what point, if you're Kyle Dubas, do you play checkers and not chess?
1: When your contract's up which Kyle Dubas is, is this offseason. this off season? not saying he won't be re-signed there in Toronto as the general manager. I don't think there's a threat to his job security. Right. But you, you get paid a lot more when you're a winner. And Very true. Once again, deadlines bring desperation, my friend. That's going to be the theme of the show. Put it on a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> Who should buy a plane ticket? JT Miller, Connor Garland, or Brock Besser?
1: Connor Garland.
0: Of the three, Connor. Of Garland. the
1: three, Connor Garland.
0: Okay, why?
1: I still hear, I'm, listen, this is going to be my coup de grace come Tuesday when we record the post-show, post-deadline show, mm-hmm. that there's no concernable reason for the Vancouver uh, the Vancouver Canucks to move JT Miller right now when they're one point out of a playoff spot. They just don't need to do it right now. They're competing... They had a disastrous start to the year. You get rid of Travis Green. You bring in Bruce Boudreaux, who's a quote machine, by the way. I don't know if you saw that clip from him about doors versus windows. That was <laughs> I have, awesome. I have not. He counted, I have heard just that so you know, He counted all the doors in Vancouver. It's really? definitely It's definitely wheels. I'm sorry. Doors <laughs> versus wheels. It's wheels because he counted all the doors. But he got that team playing well. They're firing on all cylinders. And JT Miller is your best forward. There's no rush to move him right now unless... Florida loads up on Giroux here in the next forty-eight hours, and then a team gets desperate. Okay. Then I could be wrong.
0: Okay, I I'm think, gonna I'm, I'm think gonna say keep him. Uh, if if Besser ends up anywhere, it's gonna be Buffalo. That's my my hot take. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. Uh, and, excuse me. The LA Kings are in a playoff spot. Over-under on 1.5 prospects in the L.A. system moved before Monday afternoon. Under. Okay. But what is one in play? I think one's in play. Okay. Surely they'll add.
1: Yep. Might be addition by subtraction, but they'll add. But I don't see them selling the farm right now. I don't because think this is their year.
0: They're not win now mode. They're just, they're sort of like, oh, this is going well mode, right?
1: Yeah. And they're playing with house money. And I think that they're going to sit back. They're in a great spot right now. They're in the pole position, not obviously first in the Pacific, but they're in the pole position in terms of all the other teams that are fighting and clawing their way at a wild card spot. So they're safe. They're in as a divisional, you know, buy into the playoffs. They're not a wild card team right now. Vegas is struggling. Minnesota, st louis dallas they're all kicking the shit out of each other trying to get a wild card spot i think vague i think the los angeles kings i think rob blake in that front office is content with just letting the dominoes fall as they may seeing what comes to them not being overly eager to make a move just for the sake of making a move if something falls into their lap i.e hey the jacob chicken price is now a discount now affordable to us yeah sure then i'll be wrong they'll go over to one and a half prospects there in that deal Right now, I think Vegas, uh, I think, did it again. I think that the LA Kings are content to just ride this wave and see how far it takes them.
0: Well, let's ride with your, uh, with your Freudian slip, huh? Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are going to blank the playoffs. Miss. Ooh. As a Sabres fan, I like to hear that. They're There's a lot the going playoffs. on in Vegas, man. Injuries are, are still are, are absolutely a problem there. They're on a skid of proportions that frankly Vegas has never seen before in their short history, right?
1: And what's just... what's really interesting to me is people are gonna blow Vegas missing the playoffs out of proportion. There's a uh, and... <laughs> there's a blow in Vegas joke in there somewhere. Sure, but sure, sure. It's gonna get blown out of proportion, but it really shouldn't. Because anything that you get out of Jack Eichel this year is a bonus. Gravy. Gravy on top. Next year, you made that Jack Eichel move for future years. You didn't make it for 2022.
0: No, whatever. Because you knew if even if Jack Eichel and your whole team was healthy, you would have had to make a a large move with the guys you have today in order to make it work anyway. So So this is it's it's all about next year.
1: It's gravy and it's all about next year. I think people will freak out if Vegas misses the playoffs. I don't think it's as cause for concern as the general public will think. Next year is that year.
0: Next year is the year for Vegas. Over under, I mentioned 1.5 prospects in LA. Over under 1.5 UFAs moved in Anaheim.
1: Under sell-off on the UFAs.
0: So, wait, wait, wait. You said under?
1: Under on what? Prospects added or prospect no, traded? No,
0: no, no. Un- so 1.5 UFAs traded. Oh,
1: UFAs. I'm sorry. I thought we were on the prospect thing still. You no, no. Probably also,
0: I, I will give you the over on that. You'll
1: give me the over on that, yeah. Yes. Prospects added. I'll take the over. Over 1.5 UFAs moved.
0: It, I mean, it could be up there. It could be one, two, three, four. Five, so probably put the over under at four and a half.
1: I was just gonna say, can I take the alt over of two and a half at least?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. You get some just get some points for that. That's like minus one sixty. I I'm excited to see what Anaheim does. I, I I like that team for the future, and and I think they have a lot of valuable UFAs that can help teams immediately, uh, especially when it comes to playoff pushes. Okay, Chicago Blackhawks, not named Flurry, are going to end up blank.
1: I think Brandon Hagel.
0: He's he's moving up TSN's trade bait chart like nobody else.
1: Keeps climbing the list. You know where I think he ends up? Where? And I know this is going to be contradictory to everything I've kind of said and everything okay. we have said on the show the past couple episodes. I wonder if Pittsburgh makes a late push for him.
0: Oh, he's such a penguin.
1: Rounds out the depth there.
0: Such a pain when Brandon Hagel uh, and Jake Gensel playing together. Oh, I, I, I almost don't if want it to Pittsburgh happen.
1: Pittsburgh makes that move late. I know the talk about them right now is adding the depth on defense, maybe in the net of, of having a third guy there, but I don't know. I think that that's just my maybe I'm conjuring this in my mind right now. Maybe it to make sense, but hey, then again, the make sense actually does make sense because on this show a couple weeks ago we talked about Max Domi and the Boston Bruins. Shouts to our guy Jeff Merrick last night talking about the Bruins' interest in Max Domi. So sometimes the things that make sense do, in fact, make sense.
0: Hashtag made sense. Where does Owen Tippett hashtag make sense?
1: He's, I think he's on the Greyhound to Philly right now.
0: One spot and one spot only? Is that in in your opinion?
1: I just don't see the Florida Panthers making a move bigger than Giroux. And he's the asset that Philly has a ton of interest in. Like I said, Mackie Samoskevich is also another asset there. Maybe two, maybe one, maybe one in something else. But the Flyers are that team because if they're making the big move, he's the big fish going the other way.
0: How about the current top right-handed defenseman on the market? One Colin Miller. Oh, there you go. He's a name. Something like that. He's a name.
1: St. Louis. I like the fit there in St. Louis. They've been active on the defensive market. Doug Armstrong continuing to look to improve that roster. And he's a right-handed defenseman. One of those rare commodities. They were in on Sherratt. Surely they've been looking into Chipkin too. No, he's not a right-handed defenseman, but they've been looking at defensive market. Colin Miller, probably one of the best guys out there still. That's not a joke. And I think that St. Louis is the team that has the fit there.
0: Uh, he's playing tonight, by the way, Colin Miller for the first time in a minute. If he's anywhere near good and healthy, I think he might play like 30 minutes tonight. Uh, that's that's going to set his price. Obviously, Sharat has set a price. There's uh, you know some other price setting happening, but Sharat was the domino. I think Colin Miller um, ideally gets close to a first. I don't know. I don't uh, probably a second is kind of where I I see him landing. Maybe they throw in an Olafson to get a first involved. I don't know. You have Fair to be enough. able to we'll afford
1: Olafson's extension, but yeah,
0: correct. Uh, let's go next up. Phil Tessel. Does he need to buy a jacket?
1: Probably going somewhere colder than Arizona. I think anywhere it goes. Scottsdale. He needs to buy a jacket. He's one of those names that's kind of flown under the radar. I mean, we sat here on the show that the penguins another team that just familiarity he's going to come at a cheap cost maybe they just mm-hmm. pull that off for old time's sake hasn't been a lot of smoke on kessel and that's sad because i still think he could provide a little bit
0: he's in the league too. right
1: he's in the league yeah. he's in the show so i think he could provide to some degree
0: uh any other coyotes you're watching besides Chickren and kessel Clayton keller Ooh, okay good the, name.
1: the rangers have loved that kid for years well, that's
0: my next one, is is Chris Drury's biggest move is going to be blank.
1: It doesn't look like it's going to be Claude Giroux right now. Okay. I still think that the smart move and the play that it seems that if there are any smoke signals coming from the chimney of the Rangers Vatican, I think it's to rebuild that third and fourth line and the defensive depth. But that organization, Chris Drury, previously JG and JD, Jeff Gordon and John Davidson all have loved. Clayton Keller. And
0: hey, speaking of the Rangers Vatican, the new Penn Station, very nice, by the way. The Rangers Vatican. A, right. The, well, the, the new, I, I mean, the new Penn Station, I was at the, uh, over Christmas. It was a very, very nice spot. It is a spot. It is a spot. <laughs> it's a spot, he says. Uh, Bill Darren buys or sells? Buys. Ooh. Because they
1: need to. They need to buy. Big win over Minnesota, uh, over Boston. Yep, inject some lifeblood into that team maybe okay. they feel a little bit confident maybe they feel a little bit lighter on their feet now
0: do Bruin's fans love or hate Don Sweeney come Tuesday
1: don't they already hate Don Sweeney
0: yeah well I'm that's, they do All but right. they could so then, they could love him
1: so then sure to bring him back cam Neely I think everybody's gonna <laughs> hate Don Sweeney no matter what so Don Sweeney yeah they don't like Don Sweeney
0: Toronto has better or worse goaltending than Edmonton come Tuesday. The same. The same as Edmonton. Nobody
1: wants to go to Edmonton. Varlamov <laughs> won't waive his NMC. Fleury won't waive his NMC. He doesn't even have one. They just won't trade him there out of respect.
0: <laughs> Match is a blank. Boston Bruin. I like the smoke on that. I do too. He he could be he could be a beloved Boston figure. No, he, that's that's like a guy where I mentioned Don Sweeney. That's a guy where if they sign Domi, they trade out, you know, uh, Zboril or or Z, Z, what's his name Znishin, uh the the first round pick that hasn't really panned out, and they get something for him. You know, they get uh, Swayman's obviously not going anywhere, but maybe like an Olmert deal. Ooh, little little smoke to that one. Um. then maybe they do. Maybe they do really like Don Sweeney. I don't know. Um, true or false? Jesper Brat and and Pavel Zaka are devils come Tuesday.
1: Jesper Brat, Jesper Brat, Jesper Britt, whatever the f- <laughs> fuck you want to call him. He's a New Jersey devil. Pavel Zaka's not.
0: Oh, is he a Vancouver Canuck like everybody liked to say a couple months
1: ago? No, I don't know where he is, but he's not a New Jersey devil.
0: Okay, Jack McBain gets a blank for his rights.
1: Second round pick, sticking to the uh, the gospel of Jeff Merrick. And Jeff Merrick,
0: I totally agree. But that that's such a widely reported like it's going to be a second round plus because he's a great player that I think a lot of teams will give up a second for. I, you know, maybe a Buffalo doesn't because he won't sign with them. Um, uh, but. Is there not a bidding war for Jack McBain? I mean, how about our boy Johnny Walker driving to Colorado to play uh, an ECHL or maybe it's Utah even. Arizona State stud, finish out his career. Nobody wants him. Driving to Utah to play ECHL hockey on a tryout deal. Come on. They're gonna Give me need a break. They're,
1: they're gonna need warm bodies in uh, Sign Arizona Johnny Walker. In the next out. couple of years. Maybe he goes back home.
0: And how about Devin Levi not getting player of the year in hockey east? What bullshit. He got rookie of the year. Come on. Come on. Uh, Does Tampa Bay have a first round pick this year?
1: Are you asking me? Because I don't know.
0: No, they do. I'm saying, do they they after Tuesday?
1: I don't know how much they can afford to add. Everybody's healthy.
0: It's true. For the first time. uh, There's no hip surgeries this year, huh?
1: I had heard unconfirmed reports. Come
0: on, no way. That
1: Julian Briezois is going to go Tanya Harding, uh, (laughs) right to the playoffs, and he's going to be healthy right in time. But they're all healthy right now. How much can you really add in Tampa?
0: Is Ron Hetzel lying about being okay with doing nothing?
1: No, I don't think he's lying. I mean, sounds contradictory, like I said, to, you know, the Brandon Hagel shout in Pittsburgh, but they don't really have to do much. They can't do much. They're another team that really can't do much with what they have.
0: I also think that, uh, I just don't think their team is gonna go like, is doing nothing. Are you cool with getting bounced in the second round? Like, maybe that's they are. kind of is that their ceiling? Maybe they are. You know? How much
1: time do they really have left? Right, you have to pay Latang. That's the thing. And, and Latang
0: and Malkin and Crosby. Like,
1: this off is huge to to pay Latang. Malkin's coming up soon. If if I'm not mistaken. he's this year, this it's year with, as well. So you have Malkin to pay both the, of them. Right. I think winning the cup this year is obviously you always want to win a Stanley Cup when you're competing, but. Not the end of the world. You'll have all offseason reassess. Um, see how much you're paying and see how much you're paying Letang, see if you're even paying either of them. Letang is was formerly represented by Kent Hughes. Just putting that out there. Ooh. Okay. And uh maybe. Just refreshing say, the offseason.
0: Unless, here's the caveat, unless they sign Arturi lekinin and then then they win the cup, obviously. Or excuse me, trade for Arturi Lekaninen. Tapping in for liking it. Get it done. Is uh Dallas versus St. Louis head to head. More moves made come Tuesday. Dallas. I think so too. I think they're a player or two away. Maybe some depth scoring type of guy. Because the goalie situation is fine. We're going to ride Ottinger and Holtby. If if Holtby can be one of those get hot playoff kind of guys. Who's 30-something and just has that, you know, whatever that playoff experience gene is, knows how to, like, because once once you're in the playoffs, that schedule gets so, you know, constructed. Every other day, and then you win a series, you get a couple days off. Every other day, you win a series, you get a couple days off. The same shots, the same guys, the same lines, the same power play. You see a bunch of stuff over and over and over. And I think a guy like Holtby, or a flurry for that matter, they are the guys that know what to look for. And they they learn. They can they watch film. Where Nottinger is extremely talented. He's going to learn from Holtby in a seven-game series where we see the same guys over and over and over again. How do I pick up things? Eventually, the this guy's move gets old. Eventually, Ovechkin from the from the top of the circle, one-timers. I'm going to figure out how to get those. He might stick no, one by not. me, but
1: he's got 767 of them. Nobody's going to figure that one. Out. I
0: know. I know. Um, let's see. I'm going to go down. Oh, uh, speaking of, of Seattle or excuse me, speaking of March or March is a blank
1: Toronto Maple Leaf. If we look good, right? It does look good.
0: Um, He's not going to be a Seattle Kraken. How stupid no, is that? No, no, no.
1: Celebrating game one thousand, and he's he's got to come out in full. He was in full uniform. He had the shoulder pads on, but he was a healthy scratch.
0: Yeah, that's kind of sad. Sad. Very sad. Why? Like, what are you doing there? Um, going back to the, uh, I was going to say like the, the old time Winnipeg Jets here, Andrew Cop and the like. Are they blowing the thing up?
1: Andrew Cop appears to be tradable, at least in his injury. They can move him. Um, he's not so injured that I don't think a team wants to take a chance on him. They're very close to blowing it up, but a Mark Shifley, you blow it up with a Mark Shifley trade. That's a blow up. That's the blow up. Andrew Cop doesn't blow the system up. Mark Shifley does. And do you have the time now? Once you see what the haul is for Claude Giroux, do you have the time now to pivot and set up a Mark Scheifele deal in three days? I don't think so. I think that's a off-season yeah. move.
0: How about pierre Le Dubois? Another RFA guy. After the- RFA this year.
1: Blow it up, too, but I think you need more than three days to broker that deal.
0: Paul Stastny guy.
1: Gone. Couldn't tell you where, but gone.
0: Oh, I like that. I liked that NRD. That's kind of it. I mean, that if you you can go up and down the trade bait list and say Calvin DeHaan. we mentioned Chicago guys, Colin Blackwell, Jeff Petrie, Cal Clutterbuck, Zadina is a guy I love to watch play. Maybe he needs a fresh start out of Detroit. Bring him in Buffalo. March Stahl type type of stuff. Maybe a Provorov NRD. Who knows? I'm excited though. Anything that you have circling around in your brain up there?
1: Not much. I got a lot in my brain right now, Brett. Oh. You know that. Always do. <laughs> I got a lot going on, but I'm glad we can do this right before the deadline. Hope you guys enjoy this one as a quick one. I know this is very rumor heavy. That's what you guys are here for at the end of the day. There you go. Put that one in the end of the day, Jar. Excited. We're going to see you on Monday live at some point.
0: Yep. And let's- see you Monday. We'll be Monday afternoon we'll be live. We'll be cooking. NRD cooking bombs. Cooking in the cold stove. NRD bombs dropping. You got a big weekend ahead of you, my man. Merriman mortars. Yep, Merriman Mortars. What I what I give you today? What was my uh oh, chicken is not going, He's to, not buffalo. going to buffalo. buffalo. Which That's I correct. mean
1: you had like a 31 and 32's chance of that one, so good job.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think we're uh, we're all right there. But uh hey, I'm still riding high on my Pavelski stuff.
1: There you go, Scoopmaster. Brett's bottle rocket. That was a bottle <laughs> rocket. That was a Brett bottle rocket. It's not a Merriman mortar yet
0: exactly exactly uh all right nrd big weekend big weekend. i'll be on twitter as much as i can i'm at a wedding but i think it's one of those weddings where i can have my phone out pretty consistently so
1: oh so you're a good wedding guest
0: shouts to naples florida there can't wait it's gonna be humid too oh I'm, I'm gonna be cooking for the first time all year hot sleep. literally it's hot no, outside. no no like just sweating my yeah balls that's what i'm
1: off. saying it's just it's all your phone's gonna be blowing up it's all good
0: i think uh Maybe we'll get. Uh, maybe we'll publish our text conversations from this weekend. Once we once we start hearing stuff, and we just like maybe we'll we'll get a Patreon going. Like you get access to Brighton NRD's text threads.
1: Yeah, you can't participate. No, but there's a live feed going on. We'll just live stream. You know the this, the screen recording.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, NRD. Where can the folks find you?
1: At NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, this is the biggest weekend of the year for me. So expect to see it there. You chasing anything right now? I am chasing something.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm
1: chasing the thing that everybody knows that I'm probably chasing. Let's just say I, things I, were getting hot there, and I think you know I want what I'm to.
0: About. Yes, I want to comment because NRD graciously allowed me to see uh, inside the, the rumor cave today, and I just need to say that his uh, his eyes are, are darting all over the place. I look like a, so. What, I look like
1: a man on Adderall is what I look like, despite so not being. I, think, I, I look like one right now.
0: During this podcast, I think you know that n r d is uh, his mind is in his his context. I'll put it that way there's just
1: keep an eye out to tonight's celebrations in Philly.
0: things are afoot. Uh, I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman. excited for trade deadline weekend. This is when a lot of stuff happens. a lot of wheaty bombs, a lot of Elliot uh, whatever Elliot might do. Marriage got the beat on women's hockey and and Seem- seemingly junior hockey and defenseman. Maybe Sarah Valley gets a win this weekend. I know Pegnata is good for one. I know NRD is good for one or two. And maybe I'll break some Buffalo news. Who knows? One
1: or two. We're trying to grow a podcast here, bud. I am the end all be all. I am the. All there he knowledge.
0: is. I hey, I gotta light a fire under your ass. We're we're the only independent journalists out there. I gotta
1: pick it up, man. There's been too many NRD <laughs> breadcrumbs. Too many crumbs. Uh. Not enough bombs. Too many
0: breadcrumbs. Too many breadcrumbs, not enough bombs. We'll make that happen this weekend for you guys. Uh, See you Monday. We'll be live. See you Monday.